Hello lovers, go to entamopleasurables.com for your slippery needs and get 20% off with the WILD20 promo code. You'll thank me later. Running wild with Christine, sex, success, and other slippery rabbit holes. Welcome to episode 111. We've made it to 111, and we have Phoebes Jameson, better known as Fat Phoebes on Instagram, on the episode this week. Hi, Phoebes. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. Me too. I'm, we're both like beaming right now. Yeah, we're like. <laughs> Just jittery as fuck. Um, so welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It's been quite a break, but, um, but you know, we're back and uh, we're back very strong with a super important story today. Um, so I'll start as I always start. Um, who are you? <laughs> Just an easy question for you. <laughs> um, so my name is Feed, and yeah, like we said, more known as Fat Foods Online. Um, and I um, will do the full title sort of a body acceptance oh just an activist I'm an activist and I cover body acceptance sort of self-love fat positivity fat phobia sexual violence mental health and the one that is very important and kind of linked a lot of that together is um online abuse and harassment and that's been something I've been talking about a lot more lately um and I do bits and bobs online um and in real I think it's important to say and in real life as well not just Instagram like people <laughs> always think if you're like on an online presence you don't do anything in real life and it's like no I do yeah, yeah I'm still <laughs> I do. a human being who walks around in the real world real world um yeah that's quite the umbrella mm. um <laughs> definitely you are from the UK yes I am from the south of the UK and um you've been talking really loudly like you just mentioned about um online abuse lately um how how did you start fat phoebes where did it come from um so i wasn't fat phoebes for a while that has only been in the last year or so i don't know if it's been a year but i did do like bits before that so i think it kind of began um when I, so I went on the BBC, which is, uh, if people don't know what the BBC is, um, a big broadcasting, probably the main broadcasting sort of outlet. Is that the right thing to say? Yeah. <laughs> um, in the UK. And they, uh, they come for the world as well, but it's mainly UK based. And um, I went on that to talk about how does fat feel? And I was a really young teenager. And at the time, I hated the word fat. I hated being fat. I like I was just on the cusp of starting to love, like begin that self-love journey. So it was right at the start and I'd been given a voice and I'd been silenced for so long by like at school by other people um and people would always I would listen to people's judgments of myself and I would like you know I just would stay quiet I wouldn't speak up about things and if I did I'd always get pushed down again so I was like fine I would just shut up and then I was given that chance to speak and I think that was when I was like oh my god I have a voice like I actually have a voice and I can talk about these things and people receive that and they listen um and I think that was yeah and as a young teenager as a young girl who was like struggling with body image and all these other issues I was like oh my god like wow I can do this and it kind of began that I would talk about lots of different things stayed at politics for a long time yeah um 
and then kind of came away from that I think more and I'm still very I still talk a lot about politics every now and again but um I just don't um see it as I see I can break down that into lots of different other social issues where I can actually make a difference instead of just shouting on Twitter where I can't really do that um so uh it led into me learning so much about fat phobia and sort of all these different things and stigmas and then I've learned that and I've I've unlearned stuff that we all need to unlearn Mm -hmm. and now trying to like I guess spread that a bit more so I think that's kind of the origin and then people have just followed and like it's just got attention people just I guess I appeal to them in some way I think I'm very transparent or I try to be yeah like keeps that layer of honesty layer of hey I'm a human I fuck up as well like you know I'm not this online influencer who has a perfect life my life is quite hard sometimes like I'm just trying to keep it like that and I think yeah people respond to it which is it's amazing yeah I think that's the main thing that unites everyone that I talk to and everyone that sort of draws to each other because I find that we end up all in like this tiny little bubble actually uh, on Instagram of like all these like I call them fake friends. They could be real friends, but they're not in real life. They're like Instagram friends. But we we end up, I don't know if you see it, but they're like little circles of like, this person follows this one and this one. It's like this little bubble yeah. of people that know each other, quote unquote. And, and that's the main realization slash superpower is that vulnerability is what appeals is keeping that absolutely you know you're like fuck this is me like shaky and wobbly and sometimes super stable and really out there and and you know know what i'm saying and sometimes not so much <laughs> like mm. most of the time not so much um, just being a human because yeah. especially with 2020 and what's happening now i'm saying last year but it's like it's not it's, it's a few not, days ago yeah um but like we're all going through something horrible like all of us and I think that's I think that's where my my growth has come from a lot as well and reached out to people is because they're like oh yeah I'm allowed to feel upset that I'm living in a pandemic and I can't go and do what I'd normally do like oh shit okay yeah I can I can feel upset about this and it's just like I think I really really like I really relate to that especially like people do find vulnerability beautiful and it is a beautiful thing I just wish more people would would like Come to the to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit more about you as a as a person. Um, what was your childhood like? Um, it was nice and lovely. I I have a loving family. Um, it it's been tough. There's been like family situations. My mum's been ill many times. Um, my dad has left before. Um, m- many times as well. Um. It's been turbulent in some sense, and uh, but a very loving and supportive family. We're in a better place now. Um, and growing up, I think this is a big part in especially my development as a human being, is um, so I've been fat since probably the age of six or seven. Like, I've been larger than, I've, like, you know, my peers and my classmates and, like... Um, and people did not respond to that well. Like, I hit puberty at, let's say, 10. I had boobs at 10. I was, I was wearing, like, a proper bra at 10. And period came. And, um, yeah. And, and and then growing up, I was taller at first before I was, like, kind of... I was a bit chubby about than other people, but I was taller first. And then I got bigger and broader. And, um, 
Yeah, I think at first, so this is, I, I find this funny now, but at first I was bullied about my teeth because I used to have two rows of teeth. I don't know. I've had braces. I had braces for ages. Um, and um, I used to be called like shark and stuff. And obviously, like, look at it, I'm like, oh, it's kind of funny. But um, at the time, it wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, not for a 12 year old, anyway. Um, and then that became bullying about my body. And I have been called every name under the sun at school. Um, I was nicknamed the whale. I was nicknamed Fat Phoebes, which is where the nickname has come from. So I've like reclaimed it because yeah. it used to like terrorize me. I hated it. I hate being called it. Um, and uh, yeah, just like, so early childhood, lovely. Teenage years, a struggle. And my mental health, I think that's also really important. I my mental health declined so badly um, from the age of 13. I went through a really big trauma at 11 and um, didn't really realise it until I was older. Um, and that, so having all of that going on and then to have added like bullying, it was like, it's great. So great. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to life. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You're like, excuse me, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> how do I, no. how do I unsubscribe from this bullshit? <laughs> um, how did you um how did you realize that your mental health was declining like what was your at the time with the capacity that you had to understand your situation like how did you start being like oh this isn't this isn't what everybody else feels or this isn't how i would like to feel um that's such an interesting thing to think about i don't think i've ever actually thought about that properly (laughs) i would say because I began self-harming, like, very superficially. It wasn't, like, anything that was... Well, obviously, it was serious, it's self-harming, yeah. but it wasn't, like, really, really hurtful to me physically. Um, and when a teacher saw it and was like, oh, and reacted quite negatively to that, I kind of was like, oh, 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 I shouldn't be feeling... Like, this is not a normal thing that people do, is it? And um, then when... Also, I remember the summer, it was the summer of 2016, I sat in my room, in this room, um, in the dark, on the sunniest August day, in the dark, for about seven or eight hours, I just sat in here, on the floor, crying. And I was, like, my parents didn't know what to do, and I I got taken to hospital. I hadn't done anything to myself, but they just took me because they were like, she's not saying anything, and like, you know, what what is going on? Um, And that's when I realised that was actually me being suicidal. On reflection, that was me being suicidal. That was my first like realization um, that I was not okay, and I think um, and that other people didn't feel this way. And also, because school is school, you know, news gets out quickly. You tell one person, that spreads like wildfire. Um, So people responded to it very negatively, and that's when I also realized, oh shit, a lot of people. Then I mean, we all. I think looking back now, a lot of those people probably were suffering as well with issues. But um, I think at the time it was like, oh, okay, I'm the only one who has this. Or like, people don't get this, do they? And that's when I was like, I mean, you would call that a stigma now. Yeah. But as as a 15-year-old, that was that was hard. And it's it's interesting to hear you say both instances are like so related to like shame. That shame mm-hmm. that you felt when other people like were like, whoa, not that. Like... You can't do that. You're like, wait, what? No. Um, which, you know, in a, in a way is a positive because you weren't like, you realize that, that was, there, there was other ways to 
feel, but mm. also in a horrible way of being like, oh, now, now I'm just going to hide it instead of actually mm. healing or attempting to heal. Now I'm just going to do it away from your faces because I don't want to feel this way again. No, because the shame is a horrible feeling. Like, in any form you receive it in, that's it's a horrible feeling. Oh, it's the worst. Um, this is it's one of the reasons why I say I'm unapologetic. And people always think that means I never say sorry. I'm like, no, it's just not saying sorry for when I'm not. I'm not apologising for my existence, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. These people are like oh my god it means you're just never wrong I'm like, no I, I'm wrong a lot of the time like I make mistakes I say the wrong things I'm learning like and that's a part of learning um but it's it doesn't so mean funny. I'm like always right no it just means I'm not gonna say sorry for just being who I am and existing as a person oh my god it's, that's hilarious that you should mention because I've never thought about it that way but a lot of people have called me and my writing unapologetic and I was like what do you mean unapologetic like I apologize. <laughs> like, I was on the other side of the I I'm apologize. sorry. If I need to. I just don't need to very often. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> um, and, anyways. Um, so, so going back to, to, um, to that evolution sort of of your story, do you, how did you realizing that that was you being suicidal was it like in hindsight that you realize now or like at the time were you like shit this is a thing that I'm going to struggle with like how conscious were you of what you were going through at the time oh not not conscious at all um I like on reflection and I think reflection is important on that stuff like this especially um but I didn't. I went through this phase between 2016 to the end of 2017, where I was just determined to end my life. And I, at the time, did not realize that that was constantly like. I would just. I would make an attempt, and then if it didn't work, I was like, "Oh, oh shit, this has happened." Like I was very out of it. Um, I think some would call it a mental breakdown. Um, at the time did not know that and was not I was a young teenager you know they they don't like to say stuff like that to you Um, but it was the early signs of my mental illness developing Um, and then I received a very amazing therapy and through all of that it kind of made me realize oh okay oh shit that's that and I'm still doing it now I still realize things it's like you asking a question when did you first like I had to think about like sitting on this floor in here like I like that's what's not been in my head for years but it's just you know when you ask you do remember so um yeah I think during that phase n- no I did not have really any idea what was going on and my family went through a lot personally that year as well so it was like trying to keep my head afloat was I'm very, very proud of my young self for getting through that because yeah. she had a very hard time yeah how did you find a therapist? Um, interesting. I was in, so in the UK, we have CAMS, which is, if anyone from the UK is listening has been to CAMS, no, it's very interesting. It's an interesting experience. Um, uh, it's very good in some sense, but they're just underfunded and over, there's, there's so many people who need it and um, they're overstretched and and the criteria level to get into it is so high. There's no early intervention, which is so needed. And um, so I first had the first therapist I had there was, oh, she was incredible. I remember her name, Leanne. I, she was amazing. And I, I, she was a very big part of my journey. And then she was off sick. And then I had 
about three or four different therapists across a few months who I did not connect with. And it's, it's if you don't connect with them, you don't connect with them. Yeah. And you can't get anything done. Um, and then I went into like the higher level of CAMS and I had to see people more often. And it was it was nice. I could reach them by text. They, they would come and pick me up from school. We'd go for coffee. It was like really, really helpful, making me feel responsible as well. And um, then it reached a point where I had... It was, do I go to inpatient, um, which is, you know, when you go to hospital and you stay there, or do I receive this therapy? And um, I went into this therapy. It was a group therapy. And I was so scared because <laughs> I was not outspoken, like, now or confident. I was not the person I am now. I was this, like, shell of a human. And I was like, but but I, I, I think I was kind. I, I did have that sunniness that had faded away and it was starting to come out in this therapy. So, um that was a wonderful experience. It was really hard because you're so young and you're having to go into things that a teenager shouldn't have to think about all the time. Um, yeah. And that's how I met. Um, so between this time, I think it's important to say I had lots of different therapists. So I've, I've had lots of different kinds of people. Um, I've been neglected by that service before, had to wait for months without any help. Um, and then I met this wonderful therapist who uh, she changed my life. She listened to me and then she got me into adult therapy, which I went into in 2020, um, which is something I didn't think I'd ever be doing. I, you know, I thought, oh, I'll be better. I'll be better by then. I'll be fine. And I, I wasn't better. Um, and it was having to try and accept that, which was yeah, tough. Yeah, the, the, I, the whole concept that, you know, you'll get through it, that it will be fixed, that it has like a end point. And the end goal, isn't it? And get into that. Yeah. And then you're good. <laughs> like the yeah, and it's fine. Continuous. I'm fine. I'll <laughs> never be sad again. <laughs> we're, we're Such laughing. a bad mindset. We're laughing because it's not funny at all. Um. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not funny. It's a very serious problem. But um, I'm laughing because I have also been that problem. Like, it, like you know, I understand. I get it. It's yeah. Hard. And I think I think everyone has that sense. I think that's something that we're conditioned to think that that yeah. you know whatever we have, there is a solution, and that that solution will happen. And then when it's resolved, it's resolved. And and that's such a harmful way to think about so many things. Not oh, it's just like it will pass. It will pass. Don't worry. It's like, but during, but during that time, I still have to live with it. You know. Like, I still have to, like, sit with these things. And I think it's helpful to think, yeah, it will pass with time. Still in that time frame, though, aren't I? Still living every day. So I know I, find I don't it, always like that phrase. I, I have a, That phrase is always um, interesting to me because I have a friend who, he was on the podcast. Hi, Devin. Um, he, um, <laughs> Hi, Devin. <laughs> he uses it in positive moments. Okay, he, he, he's like reclaimed it, and and it's funny because on Instagram it's like the one hashtag. Every time something happy happens, he's like, "This too shall pass." Like, hold on to this. Like, this this too will go away. Like, you can't take this shit for granted. And I'm like, oh, oh, I like that. I really like that. That's a really clever way to use that phrase, and that phrase makes sense in that setting for me because it's like, yeah, actually, like I worked really hard to get to this, and this will go away also. But let's have this. This like whatever yeah, this fickle the joy, now. yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's let's hold that. So if anyone needs this little nugget, thanks, Devin. Um, That's <laughs> lovely. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that a bit more after this. I think. Yeah, it's you, know when, you know when someone says something in person and you're like, "Ooh, that's good." Breakfast philosophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, okay, so I have so many directions I could go with my questions. Um, 
What, um, so you're saying she, uh, the, the last therapist, she changed your life and got you into adult therapy. And that sort of coincides with the time frame of you being more outspoken online mm-hmm. and stuff. Do you, this is such a weird question, but do you think that, that the, the way you're handling your mental health and the way that people are responding to you positively or negatively is working alongside with that self-improvement, but also like realizing that there's no finish line moment? I don't know. Mm. If, I don't know if you're understanding my question. It's a weird way to ask what I'm asking, but no, I think I think so. I think that the two correlate very closely together because one thing interesting to say about this is either way, positive or negative, or neutral stuff that's said about me online or said to me, um, I'm still a human being. Like I'm not this thing you should idolize. I'm not like this. Like like I have a life besides posting on my Instagram story or retweeting something on Twitter or putting out a project like my time has gone into that but I also you know I still go and make cereal at 1am sometimes I still like I still go to the toilet I still shower like I'm, I'm I'm everything that you do as well like in that sense of being a human so um I think that is very important to say um and how that sort of coincides with my mental health especially like through therapy I've just had to say, you know, I just don't care what people think. And I think that's really important to say in my online abuse story as well. I don't care what they're saying. It's just the fact that they shouldn't be saying it. And also if someone's threatening your life, that is going to upset you. Like, regardless of who you are, yeah. most majority of the time that is going to be hurtful. Um, and not everyone can slide that off. And I couldn't slide that off because... It's something my brain just latched onto in December, and I don't know why it did, but it did. And I can't, you know, I'm trying to work out why that was. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think people often forget that, you know, I also have a mental health, and that mental health has a mental illness for me. So it does make things just a little bit harder. A um, little bit? I don't know. I don't know if I've. Uh, yeah, a little bit? Um, <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> I think, does that link? Does that link to the question? Yeah, I yeah. I, I don't know if other people will get it, but I get you. <laughs> um, <laughs> which matters right now. Um, <laughs> so do you want to get into this the, the story, uh, quote-unquote, yeah. of, of December and, and what led to what you're doing right now? Yes. I think if I start from the beginning, because it will just make a lot of sense otherwise. And there's so much to it as well. Yeah. So I think it all began first saying fat positive and people are like whoa fat positivity like what no fat's awful we should never be fat none of us and that's something that every single person on this planet has drilled into their mind that's not just you know i still had it i still have some of it we all do yeah um but uh so i would talk about that a bit more and at first it would just be people challenging it at first actually really important to mention i was trolled online by my old bullies from school haven't been in school for nearly three years so um I was like why the fuck are you still trying like why are you still I've moved on okay I wore I wore a suit to prom I had my power moment and I left um (laughs) so I was like that's the image you should have in your head of me and that's it I don't want you to even think about me and um my friends and all the all the lovely community online are like you're rent free you're rent free you know if I ever become 
the need to move into someone else's home, it's fine. I can just go into their minds because I'm rent free. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I received a death threat from one of my online bullies and something that um, is horrible about, you know, obviously that's horrible in itself, but that person lives about five minutes away from me in the next town across. Um, so whether they're being serious or not, whether they are saying it with malice or not, the fact that that can be, be perceived by me in that way and the fact that it's been said. So I went to the police and, um, yeah, absolutely nothing was done at all, even though I was like, I know this person, I know where they live, I can like, tell you. Um, and that's a whole other issue of that system. But it does come into this story as well, so it's important to say. Yeah. Um, and then on... International Women's Day in 2020, which was my, I posted four pictures of myself, only three of myself and one saying, um, no woman is free until every woman is free, which is really important to say, I think, um, any time of the year, but I wanted to say it on that day as well. And three pictures of myself, one of them was uh, me in my underwear, because self-love is the fact that I used to instantly, uh, uh, like, oversize what I was wearing, cover up my skin, um, and so wearing being in my underwear being naked being free and in that sense is so empowering for me and that's how I love myself and that's not why it doesn't work for everyone um but for me it does and uh so I posted that and then uh I think these trolls literally just clicked on like the hashtag of international women's day or typed in the words to find people and just troll them because that's what happened all of a sudden I had all these comments underneath mocking my body with pictures horrible words someone said i look like a bag of milk and i gotta say ingenious i've never heard that before i was like a bag of milk that's iconic i was like a bag of milk like i couldn't even think of that i was like wow okay that's my favorite hate comment i've ever i've ever got um and yeah so I've done so many different stories of it, so I think I should just summarise. My body got mocked to the point in a thread where I had to go viral to get it taken down and get, like, thousands of people to help me report this account and get my pictures taken down. Um, I've had to... um, I've blocked over, like, nearly 10,000 accounts um, on Twitter alone. Um, And the other thing important to say is majority is men. Majority is men. And I'm not saying because it happens to anyone and anyone can be abusive online as well, but the majority is men and that lies within the misogyny of of our world. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's a big part of it is um, I'm a fat queer woman. People don't like that at all. Um, and it's trying to like push them aside and make space. Like there is a lot of space, but obviously I have a lot of privilege as well. So I do take up a lot of space in that sense. Um, but also, especially with my fatness, I think it's important to be like, hey, you know what? You don't have to talk about my body at all. End of discussion. So this this has gone on all year round of 2020. Um, I don't think that there has not been a week where I haven't been trolled or received a hate comment. Maybe a couple of days difference. Uh, but yeah, even yesterday, even today, um, I've still received trolling or something. Um and yeah, so every couple of months or every few weeks, there would be death threats would happen or there would be mass trolling, be so many people at once. And it, or I would have to come off social media for my own well-being and, and safety. Um, and I've approached the police. Um, I've, I've approached the social media accounts. Um, 
I had to ask my followers to help me report these people because nothing gets done. I can't do it on my own. And it's so frustrating because I don't want to yeah. you know. I have to quote tweet what someone said and be like, guys, can you go report this? I don't want other people to have to read that. If they are also like me, look like me or like, you know, no one wants to see anything like yeah. that. Um, so, and I feel like I have a duty of care in that sense as well to the people who follow me because I talk about vulnerability and, and fatness and mental health and sexual violence and stuff that is really sensitive. And these people are following me as like a beacon of, of positivity in some things or, or honesty. And I don't want people to have to be flooded with this negative attention. But on the other hand, it, it's happening yeah. And that's another reason why I show it is to be like, hey, it's serious. Like if these people said this to me in the street, that would they would be arrested. It would be something would be done. It would be an actual threat. Um, so this went on and on and on. Um, I think it's important to say the effects that it's had on me as a person. Like uh, I, my son, like I'd say I'm a sunshiny person is dimmered. Like I've had to censor myself. I've had to. Um, sort of just step on tiptoes around subjects that would be something I'm so passionate about. And um, I've had to, yeah, I think just censor myself is the best word to say. Um, And then there was this one thing that happened in October. And I think it's important to say because it will lead to December. And I know this is a long story as well, but it all makes sense. Um, In October, I um, received some slander about this, this girl who said that I am this person who did porn with her. I'm a sex worker. I'm vegan. I'm, I'm not vegan. I'm trying to be. It's taken time, but I, I, I'm not vegan. Um, also not a sex worker or have done porn. Important to say, no shame in it. I love sex workers. are like my favorite community online. They are so open and so welcoming. And so of anyone, mm-hmm. they're so lovely. Mm-hmm. And they also go through so much Shit. so much struggle to just exist in 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 a job that's a job yeah um i just have so much respect for them and so to have this person who is who is a sex worker um yeah and she said all this stuff she had doxed her she said i've done this this and this um and she said these horrible things about me and how i look and i'm not this person who's done this stuff to her and I can prove it because when she said all this stuff happened, I was 14, 15 years old. And I was like, yeah, no, it's not me. Um, and this went on and on. And I had to then get followers to help. Like, Please help with this. And she also had a massive platform. There's like someone like this saying these horrible things should not have, um, whether it's about me or not. No, it was very fat phobic, really horrible. Um she, I think I'm just going to say it because so people know. She said um, she had to bleach her eyes out after looking at me. Um, it was horrible, horrible to read about yourself. Um, about like in a you picture said, where like, I looked so happy. Like you said about anyone, but like when it's yourself, like how do you even like you could, if if they said that to your best friend, you would defend the friend, but you would still be super hurt. And there's no way that you yeah. can do that for your own self. Like this. Oh. It's it, it's hard to like to like take that in, and like yeah. I said, it links back to my bullying. I've heard everything. People have I've I've had worse things than that about myself from people, but um, that yeah, that, that hurt. Um, and then that kind of situation, you know, her account got taken down. I was like, okay, cool. We don't have to worry about this. I'm not in the wrong here. Cool. And then I got a message from her. I had blocked her on everything or the name of the person whenever I would see her. I would just block and be like, okay, let's not deal with that. You know, well, we have dealt with it. Um, and she was like, you've ruined my life. How dare you speak up for 
people who've gone through sexual violence or domestic abuse. You're not a voice for us. Um, I won't be silenced by this. You made me leave the country. And I was like, bro, I literally don't know who you are. Like, I don't know who you are. I've never seen you in my life before October. I, I no idea. No idea who she is. I still don't know anything about her besides her name and what she does. Like, that's it. Um, and... Um, that was hard to read because I co-founded an organization and I co-run an organization to help survivors of sexual violence. So to hear that, and as a survivor myself, that was like, that's just something you just never want to hear ever is that you can't yeah. have, engage in a conversation of something you've been affected by. Um, and, um, yeah. And then after I, I, I didn't even respond to her. I just blocked her. I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm not even going to engage with it because that's the mature thing to do. I know I'm not in the wrong. I've dealt with it. And then 20 minutes after that message came in, I got a, a horrible message from like a bot account with no profile name, just been made, saying like horrible comments. And I was like, you're not slick. I know who you are or if it's a friend. Like, you know, yeah. Um, so I made a video. Just I said, I'm clearing a few things up just because if this comes out in the future or whatever, I've said my piece it's there you know I've said it I've dealt with it and you can go and watch that um and then uh that was really hard a few days later the comments kept coming in and on that weekend um the abuse just got too much and it reached a point where um I tried to make an attempt on my life for the first time in over a year I I um reached yeah. a point where I was like I can't do it I, mean, I can't do this um all these whatever, all these things that people are saying they're true. You know, I'm, a, I'm this awful person, and I, they're not true. I know that's in, in a more stable mind. I can tell you, I know it's not true. But yeah. um, in that moment on that Saturday evening, I was alone and I felt alone. I had all the people around me who loved me, but I felt like um, the only person in the world and the only people who were also there had these megaphones who were screaming at me with all these comments, and it's the only thing I could like focus on. Yeah. Um, and I ended up in hospital and I was unconscious on my sofa downstairs and in an ambulance. And because it, it was bad what I did. Um, and yeah, now recovering from that. And the point that I nearly lost my life because of what someone has said to me. Um, and the fact that people have lost their lives as yeah. well yeah. to online abuse yeah. and will lose them. Yeah. Is, is something because nothing is done and a really key part in that story that I've left out is I reported every single one of those accounts to Instagram to Twitter to Facebook to TikTok I've done everything in my power as one person um and some of the threats I got um if people do want to know the full story and context and visually see it it's all on my Instagram like there's a whole thing where I've like this is my story of it this yeah. is like the timeline um so some of the threats um some of there's a difference between trolling and the threats trolling if someone's just saying hateful things to you like like they're shaming your body you can report it and it probably will get taken down for harassment or for abuse um eventually but nine times out of ten it doesn't yeah. um and but if someone is saying death threats to you that's a literal crime you cannot yeah. go and say that to people um at all um especially not in places that are supposed to be safe for you online as well yeah um such as social media um so yes I reported to Instagram Instagram replied I've got the screenshot and I've posted it before oh I'm sorry we can't find a violation in this and the account literally instead of the word k said kill yourself fat thebes is a j instead of a k 
um, that was uh, I'm shaking, ha- how, I'm shaking how is my that head not? silently, uh, guys. I'm not saying nothing. I'm shaking my head silently no. looking at her. Yes. <laughs> we could, wait, this is funny because we should, it's like we're engaged in this conversation. Remember, it's audio, isn't it? Like, wait, <laughs> people might just think I'm sitting here not looking at you. No, no, I'm staring and shaking my head very, very vehemently. And they, yeah, yeah and nothing, fuck. It's infuriating. It's not, it's, at best. It, it's like invalidated. I feel like my situation is smaller, not important when it is. And anyone is who's gone through something similar or any form of abuse online. And um, that's, that's almost like to the point of what your, your project is at the moment. Like that is just you. That is just one person who, like you said, is a fat queer femme, but you're white and you're in the UK. Like there's, you know, think of the, the, the magnitude of identities and people and 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 existences affected by this yeah who don't have parents who come and help them and get them to hospital and people who who experience it to the level like constantly for just being in in who they are like i don't experience racism or transphobia or anything like that um and that's part of this project is like I'm uplifting my story because I because people listen, but I'm also going to be uplifting the stories of people who usually do not get heard and who do not and who have that marginalization. Um, it's so important in this conversation to make sure that we acknowledge those people who who can't access the help as easily. It's yeah. another barrier for them. Yeah. Like, um, and obviously the support for online abuse isn't there. So we yep. have to create it and make sure it fits everyone. Yep. For any whatever the situation is, whoever yep. you are. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's such a such an important point. It's such a good point. It's 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 huge. Like I've I've um recently very, very briefly spoken about a friend of mine who wishes to stay anonymous. Um but if you look in my highlights, you'll see there's um, random pictures of belly buttons in one of the highlights. Um, and that is that person's um, coping mechanism. That's right. their one safe place is belly buttons. Belly buttons bring them joy. So I just asked all my strangers and lovers and friends to share their belly buttons. But the backstory to that is that this person is dealing with um, incessant trolls online and incessant messages of abuse and threats and and horrible shit being said to them um because they speak up for um sexual violence against men oh my goodness yeah so it like thing like i've like you said like i don't want people to have to think about this but like the shit that these women sent him oh oh my god oh my goodness yeah 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 that's like a problem within a problem within a problem isn't it yeah yeah, like threatening oh. castration, threatening like horrible graphic imagery of, you know, uh, almost like a, a counter to being a white dude. You know what I mean? Like white cis dude of just like, you you can't have problems. You can't have any kind of trauma. Like you can't be speaking up about anything. Um, and to prove that we're going to be extremely violent. And, and just the glimpse of that one person situation who's supposed to be the most privileged in this space, the online space of, you know, mm. existing within white supremacist patriarchy. Um, I was just like, this, the scope and scale is endless and infinite. And it's, it's horrifying. across the whole spectrum, yeah. across the whole board. It is. It's awful. 
and I think that's so important to say it can happen to anyone and anyone can do it it's not um and obviously it happens like it does happen like we said earlier it's from it's from more men and it happens more to women and it happens to more to anyone who's in any form of marginalization and that is so important to say but the uh, it, you know it can exist together. It's a nuanced it's a nuanced topic. It can exist together. And and, and if you um, think that you are yeah, it's right to think, say that it is. That's what I mean. Like anyone listening who thinks they are immune to this, you are not. No, you're not immune to this. This is your problem. This is everyone's problem. Sorry, I'm in the middle of chewing some banana bread. Um, <laughs> but th- this is this is a, a truly across the board something we all need to fucking deal with. Because mm. we've we've made this, like yeah, the, the, that's the other thing. We, <laughs> we made have. This. We chose to do this. I keep repeating this, sort of like in the void of just like we choose to live like this, y'all. Like we 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 choose to perpetuate. Yes, it's a lot of unlearning and like blah blah blah. Sure, everything that we said stands, but we also continue to choose to purchase certain things, to post certain things, to teach our kids certain things. To like all of these things are perpetuated by us. They don't exist in the ether with no humans. Like humans are doing this. So like we need to really take a look at ourselves. I think something important to add is that we also choose to ignore certain things yeah. that make us uncomfortable and, and and things that you know you don't want to hear. No one wants to hear. Like I've posted on my Instagram the comments what have been said to me. One well, I am going to say them now because I think it makes people realize how intense and severe this is. Is that someone said to me. Um, you should slit your wrists. No, someone said try harder next time after I opened up about my attempt. Someone, oh, what else was it? Um, what was the other one? Oh, we won't stop until you're dead. Someone said that to you, I, whether you know them or not, whether they're a troll or not, that does not leave your mind. No. At all. No. Like, um, and, you know, people... The downside is, with the support of this, it's incredible, and people actually listening about this, and and I'm, I'm getting my story out there. It's amazing, but I still have these people saying, um, "We'll just report and block them." Do you know what happens when I report and block them? I have to read it first. Yeah. I have to read it first. I have to sit with it. I Every have to single like, take that in. Yeah. That's like torture times a hundred. It's like you can't even mm-hmm. just silence the notifications and like you hide from it from like for your own good like for your own well-being like you have to like triply put yourself through that every single fucking Mm. time with every single person and then every time that like who knows like imagine to anyone listening imagining going down the rabbit hole of your ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend and like every time you open it it's something about you like every every Mm -hmm. time you know like these rabbit holes that you keep hurting yourself with you have to do that to protect yourself that's fucked up. No, like it's awful. That can't and, be. A and solution. the people, and the people who are supposed to protect us and the companies and and all of that, they're not doing it. And obviously, in a much wider sense, and it's such a big problem anyway. But social media, oh, it's a safe space. It's a lovely space. No, they're... Instagrams. If you don't, if you don't, Instagrams own Instagram. It's all lovely pictures and it's all happy and it's all. No, like, they're. they're you know what's going on? That's the thing. The problem is that they profit off of that because, like, imagine oh, yeah. imagine the amount of interactions that you get from trolls, like, literally designed to breed more trolls and breed more comments and breed more hate. It's designed to do that. 
absolutely and it's like you know you're you're breeding off my pain you, you know you're 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 making you're profiting off something that is is forming into a trauma or is a trauma in fact, i think it's valid to say this has become a trauma for yeah, me yeah. um so yeah that is awful <laughs> i don't know the word for it that inhumanity like it's it's yeah. insane yeah um and another thing people say is oh just go private and i'm like okay someone said this to me today and I, I thought about it and I was like yeah I have gone private before I have taken I, I took a break over Christmas I took myself off social media I turned I logged out of everything um but do you know what I shouldn't have to do that that's the whole point is that I shouldn't have to censor myself and sometimes I do sometimes I take myself away if I'm struggling with my with my mental illness if I'm struggling with my well-being I'll come off but it's the whole point in that but it, I didn't cause this. I didn't no, cause it, the problem. It's like saying to someone. So why should I have to solve it? Why no, should I have to like? It's like saying someone that's like, I got a, mugged in the street. It's like, why'd you leave your house? Literally. Like, someone said, I, I did this interview earlier today and someone said, well, it's like a victim blaming. It's like saying it's the victim's problem. Right? It's like, but, but it's, I didn't cause this. I didn't do anything. Like, I'm just being myself. Yeah. Like, and if you don't like that, cool. Some of us don't like each other. That's fine. I don't vibe with everyone. I vibe with most people. I love people. Yeah. But not everyone. And if I don't, I don't choose to interact with them. I don't choose to follow them online or know them in person. Like, I just, like, it's just polite. And you don't have to express every feeling you have towards somebody. And this is what trolls do. They think that their opinion on something or someone needs to be heard and needs to be validated. And it's like, I could not give two flying fucks what you think about my stomach rolls. Like, I literally don't care. Like, I, and the fact, oh my God, you haven't shaved your legs. Yeah, because I'm tired. I didn't want to shave last night. And, also, and now I'm just taking a picture of myself. It doesn't... Who gives... Exactly. That's the thing. That's... What, that's... that's The fact that we spiral into these thoughts of like, oh, I was tired. The fact that I have to think I was tired and I didn't shave my legs. Like that... Literally. That literal emotional labor of having to think of excuses for yourself is just, that's just ridiculous. Like it, it, it's, mm. a, it's absolutely... We've... And that's the thing. It's like, you know, we, we have these conversations about social media and we have these conversations about, you know, like basically how we're choosing to build society and how we're choosing to interact with each other as human beings, like in the coming decades. And mm. it sounds so fluffy, you know, it sounds so fluffy when you're like, oh, the problem with social media is blah, blah, blah. But deep down, this is the root of it. Like it is affecting mm. people's lives, like the, their existence or non-existence like mm. this is what we're not just fluffily talking about the effects of it's not it's not some kind of concept that exists outside of actual repercussions on people's real lives mm. and i think like, that gets this, this affects so many people like like i said earlier the problem is i then have followers who will read stuff that's said about me and they might look like me or they might um oh, hey, I don't shave my legs either, or hey, I'm fat too, or like whatever it is, yeah. or hey, I've gone through sexual violence as well. It's a really big one. As I literally had someone say that my assault didn't happen because I'm fat. And I was like, like what What goes through your head? That's the thing. Like, so what that's what these your head? women were saying to him. They like, couldn't have possibly been assaulted because he's a guy. Yeah. It's like, what, how, 
how does that go? Do you know anything about the situation? And even if you did, like, how is that your right to comment on on something that you have not lived or, or have gone through? And you'll never go through that exact experience of that exact unique person's experience or something. You will never have that perception. So why do you think that you know better than that person on no. something that you have not hadn't had even it's not your life lim- like, like why do you why do you think you your opinion matters in any way shape or form like shut the fuck up yeah i'm it sure there's more there's a more like <laughs> eloquent way to say this but this is the point that we're at is like shut the fuck up like literally it shut the fuck up find is. something better to do with your life um but because i've tried i've tried to get people to listen and learn and i've tried to explain and it's like and i will carry on doing that because it's um, also important I think I word things in a way that people receive quite well in some sense. Not everyone does, of course, but some people do. And um, and I try and simplify things and then put, explain them. And um, But I don't want to have to say to people why trolling is so bad or, like, why online abuse is bad. It's, a, it's abuse. It's abuse. Period. Like, yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 And so getting to what you're starting now and sort of Mm -hmm. as an appeal for any kind of uh, resources or help or or information uh, what's your project that you're just embarking on um so first thing to say is it's very early days and we're not too sure on what the exact aims or like you know strategies are going to be but um the main consensus is we want to either change well i'm like an actual like sort of crossroads with it if i change legislation or or attempt to change legislation or law that will only affect the uk and this is a problem that affects what we're doing we're in two different countries right now you know this affects you as much as this is going to affect me so i think i want to to more go towards changing the social media policy because i think that's going to be more global helpful and global exactly it's going to reach more people um and we're going to be doing this through the main thing is sharing testimonies. And if anyone on here who's listening and you've been through something like this, message me, message me, share your story. Um, I might not respond straight away, but just stay it out there. I'm collecting testimonies and my own. And we're going to um, like eventually be sharing people's stories, their experiences um, to make people realize how much this affects lots of different types of people. And also there'll be a petition so we can show actual Instagram or yeah. whoever it is we aim to, to get this to yeah. show them how many people are behind this and how much this needs to change. Um, and, you know, more people who sign it. And I get so many people being like, oh, how can I help now? And I'm like, oh, my God, ask me again in two weeks and I'll have something for you, I promise. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just working out the logistics. I've got academic researchers helping me, people who understand laws and policies a lot more than I, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know. I mean, I worked in a little bit with legislative change. I worked for a campaign and we were against sexual violence and public sexual harassment I'm in the UK, but I'm not in the law side or research side of things. I do more about like the emotional side and like, um fat phobia and like all of that so um yeah I'm just trying to and all everyone is so kind people band together and like they're like oh I can help or I can make graphics for you or like oh do you want to like um come and talk on my podcast like stuff like just like this is so helpful because it reaches more people um so yes the kind of goal is to get more safety involved like a safety net for people and more filtration so that these accounts can't be made so easily and um and also that when you report something 
perhaps, I mean, this is a very long shot and very ambitious, but you actually get to talk to a human being because uh, I can't understand, I can't find support from Twitter or Instagram. I can't find a person um, to speak to. Um, so it's, yeah, trying to get, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be, but yeah. get something done in these social media policies, whatever. So I've read through their guidelines and all of that. Um, and there are gaps, there are gaps to things. Um, and yeah, just trying to get some sort of change so that this is just not happening as much as it is. Because obviously, yeah. I have something I know, I know these trolls aren't going to disappear. Yeah, People are going to be dickheads. People are going to be horrible. Um, that is that is just life, sadly. People are, are just sad and miserable or just not nice people. Um, but it's about the fact that they um, don't get to express that in a sense of, of how easily they get to at the moment. Yeah. Um, freedom of speech, of course, but hate speech and being abusive is not freedom of speech. And yeah. um, that's very yeah. important to say. Yeah, there's a huge difference and there are huge gaps. And, and, and like you like you mentioned early on, which I think, you know, if anyone's still on the fence, which, you know, check yourself if you are, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> any of this happening in real life would be a crime. So mm-hmm. let's let's bring it back to that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's, it's not like you're hurting my feelings. Like, it, yes, you're hurting my feelings for sure. But also it's, it's a crime. But also it's a crime. Like, yeah. and, like anyone tempted to be like snowflakes or whatever, go and read the messages. See how you feel. Um, but but yeah, I, I just I think it's uh, super commendable that you're again, like we don't know shit until we try. So like the fact that you are putting all your energy and doing this for people is incredible. The fact that you are using your experience um, in such a positive way is just a force of nature. Um, And I'm super proud of you, even though we just met. Um, <laughs> but uh, but thank yeah, you so, so much. No, uh, sincerely. And so yeah, if anyone knows of any useful links or people, or if anyone's already working on this somewhere in the world, um, shout out mm. to uh, at Fat Phoebs on Instagram or all the other social media platforms that it's the same. She's on. Yeah. Um, and my last question, which is a fan favorite, um, what's a thing? What's the thing that if you knew earlier or if somehow it was instinctive would have that, you know, now, if you knew it earlier, it would have changed the course of your life. Um, ooh, I would say, you know, all those people who say these things and who say it to the point that they push you down until you literally cannot get up again. Know that you can get up again and you do get up again and you come back as like this strong force, like a different person and that anyone's opinion on you that is any way demeaning or negative or completely counterproductive or just hurtful is not true and it's not, and it's not justified and it's not you. It's not a defining trait. Um, it doesn't matter what people think it doesn't just you will be okay it's just amazing to say you will be okay (laughs) yeah yeah a hundred percent you will be okay and Mm. and you do have your peeps somewhere yes oh that's so true it's so true say to my younger self it's like I was like oh I'll never find love or like I'll never find friends and I found both of them and I've never (laughs) been so happy in that sense of my life so it's like 
Babes, you're just a you're just a teen. It's gonna be okay. It's fine. You will find these things. <laughs> I know it's so it's so like my teenage years are are far away from me now. Um, not that far, but far. Um, and and listening to your story, I was like, holy shit! Like I I I'm because it's funny. I ask these questions often. I'm like, what was your childhood like? What was your teenage years like? And and then I think of mine, and every now and then I like I listen to someone, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I did like I have this random memory of like like you said, like I have that hasn't lived in my brain in ten years for a long time. <laughs> um, and and I just like hope that. And I saw just today, actually, just before getting on here, I was looking at the statistics for the podcast and I was like, oh, there are some people that are still teenagers listening. Not, not that many, obviously, because it's uh, like adult rated or whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. but um, I really hope that in the same way that I'm comforted by the little real or fake communities that, that I've created over the last 10 years, um, I really hope that those are more accessible and that you find them more easily in the same way that hate finds you more easily. Hopefully oh, the yeah. the upside is that, you know, you find your weirdos and, and they find you and, and, <laughs> and, and you feel that way sooner so that that horrible phase of your life just gets a little less horrible. <laughs> yeah. I think, I hope that for the, for the younger generation, my generation as well, but also the younger ones that will now grow up with social media. Like I didn't have social media straight away when yeah. I was a teenager, probably until I was about 14. Um, but yeah, there are people that I'd eat with like iPods, not, iP- not iPods, even iPhones. And I'm like, oh my God, didn't get my first <laughs> iPhone until this year. No, last year, 2020. Hey, I, um, ha- I had a Nokia 3210 when I was 13 and I was like <laughs> one of the first ones. Don't even, I took the train with my cell phone. No one knew what it was. I had snake. It was great. Um, just dated myself. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, thanks so much for chatting with us, Phoebs. It was a joy. Um, thanks for sharing your story. I really thank you. Look forward to seeing where you go with all this. And yes, I hope it. I hope it. Oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a, a interesting year. Yeah, that's all to say. Yeah, but thank you for having me on. I really, really. It, this is like the first time that I think I've spoken about it in depth because I do snippets of it online. So this yeah. has been like, I like, I'm gonna sleep well tonight. As <laughs> I feel like this layer of heaviness is just gone. Yay! Um, thank you so much thank you oh no thank you and this is also to prove my point to everyone who's listening like that talking helps talk sitting down with someone for 45 minutes with no phone like I can't look at my phone right now I'm looking at her um (laughs) it really changes your day I cannot recommend it enough like it's just like the continuous interaction with another human being for 45 minutes is highly recommend anyways um we will be sharing all of your stuff moving forward thank you everyone for listening and uh hopefully i'll speak to you next friday but who knows it might be two weeks three weeks from now what else you'll just have to wait and find out um in the meantime have yourself some pleasure um do something that feels good and uh, thank you for listening (laughs) 